G'day humans, what's a good word? Chris Funder here with Fruity as Alex for another edition of Wrestling Old Style. This time talking, uh, I suppose it's a GCW Mania weekend. Yeah, the collective Indie Mania. <laughs> well, it certainly felt that way with the amount of shows they put on. Yeah, it's not often that um, WrestleMania itself doesn't have anywhere near as lengthy of a one sit down sort of vibe than GCW but this this time around that's exactly what it was yeah nine shows over three days um a little much in my opinion yeah yeah forgive us but we're not gonna watch we didn't watch all nine shows plus what um IWTV put out did you happen to catch any of their stuff no no, I didn't. Yeah, it is a lot to take in for for a weekend, especially with everything the Fed put out. Plus, if you chose to watch Impact last weekend as well, that had a pay-per-view. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot. Um, kicking off the week was Josh Barnett's Bloodsport number six because they had an extra two in February. Yeah, that was so stupid. <laughs> anyway... That's, oh, it's just a money grab when they're doing so much of that. Yeah. Um, now, this is all sort of taking place from the same uh, venue here, part of the overall uh, collective. This is the first event of the weekend. So results were Karen Trey defeated Jenny Kai, uh, Matt um, Murkowski defeated Hattie That'll Karu. <laughs> Bad Dude T.O. defeated Victor Benjamin. Simon Grimm defeated Jason... Uh, sorry, Alexander James. Alex Codlin defeated Royce Isaacs. The Super Beast defeated Shalik by DQ. What did I say? Shalik. <laughs> Yeah, it certainly shows through when I record. <laughs> uh, Alison Kay defeated Maria Slamovich. That'll do. <laughs> Leo Rush defeated Yota. Yoya? Yoya. Uh, David Boy Smith defeated KTB. Chava Guerrero Jr. defeated Rocky Romero. Chris Dickinson defeated Slade Mercer. What did I just Shane, say? Shane Mercer is what you should say. What did Not I say? Slade Mercer. I don't think he made the trip from New Zealand. <laughs> no. Uh, and in the main event, Josh Barnett defeated John Moxley via referee's decision. Um, a lot of matches on this one. I yeah. don't remember Bloodsport being this long in past WrestleManias. No, but they're very short matches. That's true, too. Yeah, like, none of the... Like, the only match that goes over 10 minutes is the main event. Besides that, like, the next longest match is 9 minutes, then 7 minutes. Like, this is all shoot-fight style, so there's no need for a lengthy 20-minute match or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, anything sort of stand out here for you other than the main event? 
Yeah. Um, Chris Dickinson proves to be like one of the hottest stars on the independent scene at the moment. Um, his match with Shay Mercer, another fantastic stud on the independent scene. Um, Leo Rush getting involved in this shoot fight style was definitely something interesting that had me intrigued heading into it because, yeah, you don't really picture like one of these high flying, flippy floppy dudes doing this sort of style, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, other notable things like Alison Kay's such a star on Bloodsport, big fan of her. Um, yeah, uh, Davy Boy Smith is incredible on these shows, and KTB is great as well. Uh, Super Beast was great, but yeah, besides the main event, the real standout for me was Chris Dickinson and Shane Mercer. Just like the brutality and the physicality involved in that match was fantastic. What do you think of Simon Grimm? Oh, he's fantastic in these shows. Um, really shows his shoot fight background. Really technical. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think he's fantastic on these shows. How about yourself? Yeah, just needed that Enzo run in. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, well, now that we we even mentioned Simon Grimm's name, everyone's going to get recommended pop-ups of Simon Gotch Berry's Enzo Amore on their YouTube. But it's good. Oh, it's fantastic. By the way, I'm on I'm on this real campaign of I want Enzo and Cass back on TV. By the way, <laughs> where? Anywhere. I think, like, Impact's the go-to for them. Because they still need to work on their goodwill towards the fans, because for some reason the fans just don't like either guy anymore, even though kind of proven innocent on everything for everyone involved. Um, So... I, I don't know. They just need to work on their goodwill with the fans, so Impact's the place to go. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, thumbs up. Uh, yeah, highly recommend going checking out the um the main event. Josh Barnett, John Moxley, oh, and that's blood bath. Me, who doesn't like Moxley that much? Absolute bloodbath. Just incredible. Um, yeah, Moxley was fantastic in this. Josh Barnett looked like a million bucks. Uh, there's been times before where he looks a bit. Uh, how do I say without sounding like a hypocrite? Uh, sloppy around the torso. <laughs> but he came out and he was just jacked. And it was fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I thought these two like completely stole the show in the main event. This is a matchup that they've tried to do for Bloodsport since Mania Weekend last year. And the world kept getting in the way. So we finally got it, and it was just in, just absolutely phenomenal. Loved it. Yeah, I have to agree as well. Uh, thumbs up, Bloodsport. Well done. Yeah, same here. Uh, from there, I suppose the second event to take place was for the Culture Show. Uh, you happened to watch this as well, did you, Alex? I sure did. 
So it featured kicking off a six-man scramble match. Tony Hollywood defeated AC Mack, Alpha Zoe, D-Rogue, Mysterious Q, and Robert Marty. Uh, Fire and Flav, the Impact Knockout Tag Team Champions, Kira Hogan and Tasha Stills defended the titles and retained against Vic and Juicy 2.0, Brooke Valentine and Willow Nightingale. John Davis defeated PB Smooth, a four-way match where Calvin Tankman defeated Andy Brown, Frontman Jar and Myron Reed. Uh, following that, did Darius Lockhart defeated Brian Keith. Tree Lamar defeated Eli Knight. AJ Gray defeated JTG. Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty defeated Leo Rush. And in the main event, Rich Swan defeated two Cold Scorpio. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely you get some content here. These aren't all short matches like Bloodsport. Um, someone needs to change their name. Eli Knight, come on. So you got on NXT the former Eli Drake becoming LA Knight, and now you got Eli Knight on the indies. A little bit confusing. Although, I think this Eli Knight might have had his name a lot longer than the new uh, LA Knight. Yes, but maybe not as long as Eli Drake. So, yeah, poor bugger. He's just been dealt a bad hand there. Um, All right, three standout matches for me. Uh, And it's the last three matches on the card. So I'll just go in order. AJ Gray and JTG. AJ Gray's another... I'm probably going to say the same phrase over and over again. Uh, Just another absolute stud on the indie scene that's just tearing it up uh, almost weekly from what I've seen on Twitter. AJ Gray and JTG just tore the house down for my liking. JTG has that weird, like... I wrestled in the WWE in the first decade of the 2000s effect where when he was in the WWE, he was just like one of the smaller guys, but then you drop him in the indie scene and all of a sudden he's just a ginormous human being. Yeah. Yeah, like... It's like the Billy Gunn effect. Like, in the Attitude Era, he was like oh, yeah, you didn't really notice how huge that dude is. But in this day and age, he's massive. JTG, exact same thing. He's so big. And um, AJ Gray is just so hard-hitting. I loved that match. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, really good match, I thought. Um, Kind of emotional seeing JTG there when um, last year's For the Culture was supposed to have... um, Chad Gaspard as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. There was a couple of fairly emotional moments involving that. Um, 
JTG is ready to go to a company. I don't know what company, but he's ready to go somewhere because he he can go, man. He's so good. He he might be my one of my standouts of the weekend as one of those cases of like what spring break did for PCO back in the day, like this former star comes back and just tears the house down and all of a sudden is a hot commodity again. And that was it for JTG for me. Yeah. Um, Lee Moriarty versus Leo Rush. I am not the biggest flippy floppy flying kind of guy, but man, was this fun. Yeah, I have to agree with you as well. That was really really good yeah and lee moriarty's in that aj gray and chris dickinson sort of category of absolutely tearing it up on the indie scene at the moment and leo rush for that matter too because we've talked about two of his matches being standouts for me already so yeah he had a sensational week and lee moriarty had a incredible weekend he's another one of those guys that I doubt he'll be uncontracted for very long after this particular weekend. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree as well. Um, what about the main event? Oh, man. Everybody, here comes two cold Scorpio. Boom, boom. Um, man, if only we had a vignette of him trying to teach kids to go back to school or something. Go back and listen to our WCW Saturday Night Review, humans. Um, Wow. That dude can still go as well. Yeah, I I can't remember the last time I heard him um, really doing much. No, he's been consistently on the indie scene doing a little bit, but, like, not to have... in the high levels of the indie scenes. Like, he's still doing shows and all that, but, yeah, not to a great amount of fanfare. This dude's 55. That's what I mean. And he's still flipping and flopping and doing it incredible spots, still doing his moonsaults and his 450s and his moonsault leg drops and stuff like that. Like, dude... I just feel like if Too Cold Scorpio came along like 10 years later, could be like one of the biggest stars in the history of wrestling. Legitimately. I don't think you're wrong. No. He just like, he was doing shooting stars in 450s in the early 90s. Like you and I saw that when we went back and reviewed a WCW Saturday night way deep in the archives. And... Like, he was doing stuff well before anyone did stuff. And the fact that he can still do that stuff is just mind-blowing to me. And him having a match with Rich Swan, like, that's a legitimate, like, oh, you'll never, ever see that match sort of dream match. So I think that's incredible. Yeah, it, it really, really was something um that I didn't, think we'd see like that sort of dream match because no. I didn't think he was still at that level yeah. for his age. 
Yeah, and that it's two cold Scorpio and JTG. One of the two is going to get that GCW collective like PCO push out of this, like just a complete career resurgence, and probably the both of them, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Ah, oh, man. Um, thumbs up for the culture. I thought it was a really good show. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, like, I get it. Bloodsport and Spring Break always have the most hype for these collective sort of deals. But more often than not, it's it's for the culture that provides the banger matches. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, following that on night one was also the Acid Cup 3 part one. Uh, we both didn't watch that yet, <laughs> as well as Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F 2021. Have you heard anything about those two shows? Uh, no, I haven't, to be honest. Okay. Uh, first show of night two was... Our spring break presented by 440H. 440. Okay. Yeah. So that's like the big heel faction in GCW, headed up by Ricky Shane Page. Um, yeah, actually really fun stable, just complete heat magnets. Uh, so kicking off tonight, there was a dark match. I don't know if you've seen any footage of this anywhere, have you? No, I haven't. No, neither have I. Uh, Treehouse Lee defeated uh, Brandon Lee, Dante Leon, Jimmy Lloyd, Ninja Mac, and uh, Al Sabaha yeah. uh, in a dark scramble match. So I'm guessing that was on the, uh, the pre-show there for the fans live in attendance. Yeah. Kicking off the taped version, saw a singles match. Starboy Charlie defeated Billy Starks. A tag team match, Iron Beast, that's KTB and Shane Mercer, defeat 440, Bobby Beverly and Eric Ryan. A six-man tag team match, Adamus, Dragon Blaine and Lacedo Kid defeat Ares, Black Taurus and... Ringo Loco. Yeah. Good effort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of new faces that I only usually see once a year. Yeah. Leo Rush defeated Jordan Oliver. A death match of Atias Cougar defeated Medusa. Uh, Atticus Koga defeated Masada. What? Okay, whatever I said, disregard. <laughs> Rich Swan defeated. Lee Montaneri. Uh, Lee Moriarty. Yeah, it's definitely playing up today. <laughs> uh, Joey Janela defeated Chris Dickinson. Effie defeated Gregory Iron with Virgil in his corner. <laughs> and for the GCW world title death match, Nick Gage defeated Ricky Shane Page the champion in 24 minutes so Nick Gage is now the world champion again yes uh, he hasn't had it for oh gosh a year and a half almost two years now oh so uh, he's uh, had it at least since uh, his troubles 
he has had it since his troubles. Um, yeah. So Ricky Shane Page like did the old screw job and formed four four zero to beat Nick Gage for the title, and then it's been a massive climb for Nick Gage to get another world title match, and Ricky Shane Page like constantly having non-title matches on pay-per-view shows and stuff like that, trying to avoid defending his title. It's been a pretty good story, actually. Um, yeah. All right. Some of the standouts for me. That six-man tag match, Aramis, Dragon Bane, and Laredo Kid against Arez, Black Taurus, and Gringo Loco was just an insane lucha high-spot match. Black Taurus... Um, Currently in Impact is a member of the Decay. Fantastic. He's so good. Such a big hoss. Love it. Um, Leo Rush and Jordan Oliver was incredible. They got they got a lot of time with that one, 22 minutes, um, and rightfully so. Jordan Oliver's been killing it on the indies as well. Rich Swan and Lee Moriarty, my only problem is... Man, they didn't they didn't get twenty minutes. They should have been given like twenty plus minutes like half the other matches on here. Um Janella and Dickinson was so much fun. I loved that. Uh good to see Janella getting some good time here. We obviously don't see enough of that in AEW at the moment. Now, like like I've said before about Chris Dickinson, he's just a Absolute stud at the moment. Uh, fun seeing Virgil. Yeah. What about some of your thoughts on some of these matches? So, it's always weird to see Virgil pop up at spring break. Um, yeah. Joe Janela, Chris Dickinson, I thought, went a little long. But the same criticism probably could be made of Leo Rush, Jordan Oliver. Um, Atticus and uh, Masada, you could probably argue that in their death match. Again, I'm not a huge death match fan. Um, But yeah, this is sort of um, a good showcase of um, who's up and coming. And this year, it does seem to be featuring a lot of um, impact people. Yeah, it is. Um, The forbidden door is open. Impact yeah. and GCW. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the next title. Kenny Omega is going to chase. Kenny Omega versus Nick Gage in a death match. To be fair, but we'll talk about the main event in a moment. But the direction of what where the GCW World Title's going. It's entirely possible we could see the GCW title on AEW. Maybe not with Kenny Omega, but it's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, so anything else really to add with uh, this match, uh, this show? Yeah. So Nick Gage versus Ricky Shane Page is just your classic death match. Definitely not something you would enjoy, but... It's all about the post-match angle. Um, Nick Gage celebrating his big title win, and then all of a sudden out comes John Moxley, 
and my mind was blown. I was so excited at the thought of this match. Nick Gage versus John Moxley. Moxley hits the paradigm shift onto some light bulb, uh, fluorescent light tubes. And yeah, it looks like we're going to get Moxley versus Gage at some point. And that absolutely wets my whistle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should be a. Uh... Should be interesting to see what happens there, but um, I suppose it is just sort of um, this weird holding pattern of sorts uh, with Moxley because he's not really doing a lot in uh, AEW at the moment. He's lost the title, so he's not sort of He's lost twice now, I believe, so he's sort of not directly chasing that, at least. No, he's um, still in, he's still in the main event storyline, but, like, the main event... Sto- he's sort of a background player in the main event storyline because the storyline's mainly about the formation of the elite, and Moxley just happens to be one of the guys they beat up every week. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens there going forward. But um, yeah, good show again. Thumbs up. Yeah, I think it was fantastic. Uh, praise the Lord they didn't do a cluster F. I like the cluster F. Yeah. We do not Shazza do, beating up people with light tubes. Do not need like 50 people in a Rumble style match in a pandemic. Yeah, also true. <laughs> um, uh, especially so, when you hear about all the reports of positive tests coming out of the collective. Oh, yeah, we can talk about <laughs> that once we uh, cover the uh, last event we both watched here. So following our spring break uh, on night two was the Acid Cup Part 2. Did you watch? I did not. What about Alley Cat's real hot girl shit? I wanted to, just didn't get the time. Yeah. Uh, then to open night three was Effie's Big Gay Brunch 2021. Uh, yes. We I... both watched this. I did, yes. Yeah. Uh, so going through the results here, the Boy Butler Slippery Scramble match. Yeah, Boy Butter Slippery Scramble. Just incredible name for a match. Ashton Starr defeated Alley Cat, Frontman Jar, Jared Evans, Killian McMurphy, and The Whisper. A singles yeah. match of Edith Surreal defeating uh, Devon Monroe. JD Drake defeated MV Young. A soul on a pole match. <laughs> Effie defeated Ace Perry. Uh, Paro's Twink Hunter Tag Team Gauntlet match. Uh, the end, Osen and uh, Paro defeat Pretty in Pink. The Runaway, the Bitcoin Boys, the Bad Bitches, and the team of Gregory Iron and Shane Black. Uh, co main event, Dark Sheik defeated AC Mack. 
and in the main event, a pup collar match, AJ Gray defeated Billy Dixon. Yeah. Um, I loved that main event with AJ Gray and Billy Dixon, but my biggest standout for me was the Twin Hunter tag team gauntlet because it was all just about the end, Odinson and Paro. Um, just an incredible tag team. Love it. Just two big, beefy dudes just beating the crap out of people. So much fun. Yeah, I, I completely agree there. Um, to me, <laughs> there was like a little bit of comedy throughout this show, as well yeah. as some really good wrestling, like saying soul on a pole match. <laughs> it's yeah. just so funny, but the wrestling here was really good as well. And um, again, I thought another thumbs up show by The Collective. Yeah, incredible stuff. Uh, Effie's like just one of my favorites on the indie scene. Um, such a bright, vibrant character, like so much charisma, incredible technician. Um, Would you say for those was, Aussie fans similar to a Ricky South? I was just about to say, like, if we can get Effie and Ricky South in the same ring, either against each other on the same team or a bit of both, man, that would be incredible. Uh, sure. Rick South for the boys, 2022. Sign it up. Oh. oh, man, that would be huge. That would legitimately be enough of a draw for me to consider driving to Sydney. Open challenge, show before, mm. answered like video package, like I did Slex and Okada. Yeah. And that's a main event for Rick South for the boys 2022. That'd be awesome. Yep. Mardi Gras weekend and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Be incredible. Um, I suppose the only thing um, I noticed about this like weekend was um, somebody who seemed to be on a lot of shows last year, but for the four shows we watched, I think they were only on one and that's Alley Cat. Yeah. Yeah. She did have her own show on this particular weekend. And I think she was on a fair few of the shows we didn't watch, but yeah, I definitely see your point. Yeah. Um, do you think she would be a possible signing for someone like an AEW's women's division? I could see that. Um, Just her if, character alone with Chris Statlander. Yeah. Um, her or uh, her going to a Ring of Honor who really wants to build a women's division would be a perfect fit. Um, yeah, I could see her going to either AEW or Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, the final show... GCW presented on the weekend was Planet Jeff. Um, I haven't had time to catch that one. Me neither. Yeah. Um, so the four shows we watched, uh, that being Bloodsport number six, For the Culture, uh, Spring Break, and Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Four thumbs up from myself. What about you? Yeah, four thumbs up. Great fun. Do you have an MVP from what you've seen? Um... It's hard to say because a lot of the people are 
on bigger companies who do come to mind straight away. Someone yeah. like a, a Rich Swan who had a great showing. But I think just for the sheer fact, I didn't expect that much in that main event. I'm going to say two cold Scorpio. That's a great choice. Um, probably honourable mention for me, and then I'll give the thumbs up to Lee Moriarty. Yeah, good, good choice there as well. Um, I suppose with that being said, it's time to uh, let the good humans know where they can find you before Indie Mania next year. Yes, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity is Alex. You can find us at WrestleOzStyle with an A-U-S on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, WrestlingOzStyle. And you can find Chris at... at I am Chris Funder as well. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling Star archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher and TuneIn. Nothing left to say, but good day and we'll speak to you next time. Everybody, here comes to Gold Scorpio.